This is Free Talk Live, and I don't know why there's no audio here. Maybe I don't think the network is sending the audio. There it is! All right. At least it wasn't me. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. That uh, is the number that allows you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever is on your mind. 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, so uh, you can, of course, bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the program. It's why we call it Free Talk Live. You can visit us on the website where you get to control the content of the site. You find something online that you think is interesting, and then you can post it over at freetalklive.com. It will appear in our upcoming stories queue, as it is called, and at that point, you will be able to vote. Uh, Other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike uh, the different stories in the upcoming stories queue. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website, and so therefore there's always something fresh there, at least as long as people are participating. So feel free to go ahead and participate. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, lots to discuss on the table tonight, including a woman who attempted to live on pure sunlight. <laughs> it sounds funny, but actually she died, so it's actually pretty sad that she did that. Uh, we can talk more about that. Plus, on the way here uh, tonight, uh, we're gonna we can talk about college degrees. Uh, some folks have been arrested protesting drones. How many of these things will actually get to? All depends on you because you can, uh, as we mentioned, take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Eight five five four fifty three. Tell me, uh, JJ. I don't know if you have the story uh, at hand, but this uh, this drone story. Apparently, there's some some field that the government wants to turn into. Uh, like a drone training center. That's right. It's it's uh there's a a place in Wisconsin called Volk Volk Fields. Mm-hmm. It's start, uh, spelled with a V. Um, it's also Douglas Air Base. It's uh, basically for the Air National Guard contingent to practice various maneuvers, um, landing, taking off planes, and all that sort of stuff. It's also gotcha. a training grounds for drones. So basically. It, uh, people who protest the drones are protesting at this location. It's a military base, so that's not private property or anything. It's it's owned by the, the government and the state. And basically, the idea is in Wisconsin that they're trying to build a, a bigger base, you know, a bigger drone training grounds to train more pilots, to use more drones. As we know, drone the airspace over the United States has been opened up for drones. That's right. And this so, is next. So I mean, this is the this is the next step in the uh, the police state in which you live, and I know that there are some people out there that maybe they're hearing this for the first time, uh, or they're going to balk and say, "What are you What are you talking about, police state? This is not a police state. I haven't been asked to show my papers. Oh, really? Well, maybe you just don't live within a hundred miles of the northern or southern border in this country, because there they have random checkpoints that float about where you absolutely are asked to identify yourself as a so-called U.S. citizen. Every time you buy a pack of cigarettes or alcohol, you have to show your papers. Yeah, every time you're pulled over by the cops, you have to show your papers. In fact, now they even have cops that are on the street demanding that people show their papers. We had a couple of uh, people that are associated listeners of the show uh, been sentenced to to some I guess it wasn't jail time, but they were sentenced, uh, found guilty in Yuba, California, for standing alongside of the road holding a sign that said "Taxes equals theft." And then when they refused to show identification to the police officers, which by the way they didn't have on them uh, to show to the police officers, but when they didn't uh, re- reveal their identities to the police officers, they were convicted of essentially of obstructing so-called justice. 
So the idea that you're not living in a police state, hello, you've got uh, cities like Chicago, New York, uh, D.C. with closed-circuit television cameras all over the place right. and more being planned to be added. Uh, so you've got that going on in uh, in New York and Philly. They're stopping frisks uh, and, and other cities as well, I believe. But we hear about them in New York and Philly uh, more often than anywhere else where the cops will just stop you on the street and go ahead and frisk you. That's not a police state. They I mean, can search your vehicle anytime they want. All they have to do is pull out a canine unit. They've, uh, you know, we were just read on the air last week about uh, the fact that canine units, up to eighty percent of the time, they're wrong. Right. Not only are canine units, and and uh, after if you read some of what um, the uh, Never Get Busted guy Barry Barry Cooper Barry Cooper says, you know, he trained canines, and he had this write up that I read uh, during that that same broadcast about uh, training canines, and he says that a lot of the canine operators the the man behind the the canine unit not the dog are very poor at operating with that dog you know they're not trained very well and so instead of relying on the dog to actually do its job they just assert false positives they they do that get that get they say get it get it you know and mm-hmm. and then the dog just goes into bark mode and they call it a, a, a an alert and then they get to search the vehicle well, they may have uh, different commands. It may not be get right, it necessarily, right. but, but they yes. could have. Uh, if you can train dogs to respond to nonverbal commands as well, so you can you know train a dog to respond well, they, to a hand command. They found that in these tests, where they where you would think the officer would want to be right, that the uh, the dog would you know twice twice as often false alert if it had its handler and its handler believed that there were drugs in that area. So, you know. I mean, oh, but you guys, it's not a police state. You still have the freedom of speech. That's right. You have the freedom the, the to right complain. to bear arms. But it's the, not true. As long but as you complain in the right place. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Neither of those statements are true. You don't have the right to bear arms pretty much anywhere. There are a couple of places where you don't need a permit to carry uh, firearms. But in most places, you have to beg permission, which means you don't have a right if you have to ask for permission. Because rights are just things you can exercise by virtue of being a human being. Right. Uh, you so, can't, I don't think uh, – is there any place that you can carry a firearm concealed without it begging their permission? Yeah, I guess you, you Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's no right to bear arms. There's no right to free speech. As I've discovered, uh, throughout my activist career, having been engaging in what I expected would be free speech in places where it, in theory, should be uh, respected, like public property, like at the local college right. or outside of a courthouse, for instance. Uh, and no, no, or outside of the state-run liquor stores. I've been banned from all of these places. Banned. So your speech is only free if you're doing it in a place where no one can hear you or if you're in a place where people can hear you and it's pro-state. If, you're pro- if your speech is pro-state, yep. you you probably be all right. Right. If you're out there holding a sign that said, yay, liquor store workers of New Hampshire, right. we love you. Raise the prices. They probably would not have been uh, <laughs> kicking you off. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's just it's, – it's nonsense. And in fact, you can go down the you know the Bill of Rights, so-called Bill of Rights, and you can kind of take it apart one by one and see, oh, wait, right to privacy? No, that's a joke uh, because then there's – They are not housing soldiers in your house. Not Well, that's only because they don't need to, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I remember, remember back during uh, Hurricane Katrina, they, uh, they did go in at that point, and they took National Guard members, and they did house them in like that church. Remember seeing that video where they, they found a, a church that was empty because it had been abandoned due to everyone being forced to evacuate from this particular area, and they just decided, well, we're just going to use this church as a base camp and broke right in. 
So it's it's all been violated. Well, I mean, once, everything. Yeah, once you're working for the state, you're pretty much you're not untouchable because the state will use the the footmen and the the lowest level people to be the fall guys for whatever repercussions happen. But pretty much, the state could do whatever it wants as long as you're wearing a badge or a fancy hat. You can get away with murder. Pretty and much. When it does catch itself with its own judicial system for doing when when it does wrong, it catches itself. It will then fine who not not themselves because they don't pay it. You, well, right. I, the I taxpayer, think it's pays to talk it. Talk about uh, the uh, the state as what it is, which is an idea that individuals believe in. So the sure. state does not do anything. Only individuals right. calling themselves the state do. Absolutely, but it's shorter to say those the state, individuals but... aren't responsible for their own actions. No, the not. highest level of responsibility they have is the loss of their job and having to go work out in the free marketplace. They don't actually have to pay their fines. Whereas if you or I do something, you know, where we cause damage, we have to pay for it, and we may lose our jobs. And as you said, the idea, yes, we were in Concord uh, at the 420 rally last week, and. It's sort of, I looked, just, it it was sort of a a mental game within myself to think that the state is so large it needs its own house, and the state is just an idea. So it's it's sort of like, there are are certain focal points of this power, the bureaucracy, and and the people that have this idea, that, that hold it up to such a high level, high regard... And they meet at these these cloistered places of, of just gilded you know luxury. Now, we haven't gotten to the story yet. So we've been kind of gone off on this uh, side tangent of discussing why it is the police state. Uh, but the next step in the police statiness is uh, bringing drones to your local city right. skies. And some uh, activists were there at this drone training field, or what could be a drone training field soon, to protest this idea. Apparently, some were, arrests were made. JJ, you're going to tell us about that. That's Coming right. Up. It's Free Talk Live. The Seasteading Institute, they want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? You could meet fellow forward thinkers and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming, for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Discounted registration prior to May the 1st. Special rates for students and the press. Get 10% off with promo code FTL. Get registered before May the 1st at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And there are a lot of features that await you there. You can go and uh, get interactive in various different ways. One of them is our bulletin board system. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's completely free. That's free, uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. Imagine it's the future, and you're an astronaut returning from a mission out in the far reaches of space. You enter Earth's orbit and notice something is terribly wrong. There are no signs of violence, the animals are fine, and yet not a single human can be found anywhere on the planet. Find out what happens next at portal1986.com. It's portal1986.com. All right, so we continue here. Of course, we'll take your calls about what you want. Uh, We've been discussing drones and how it is that they are the next step in this uh, terrible, 
tyrannical progression towards becoming more and more of a total police state. I don't know at what point you cross the line from police state into total police state, but uh, this country is well on the way. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what um, I remember being listening to the radio back in 2002 or something like that, 2000, and hearing some guy call this a police state, and it's just like you know, my mind completely rejected it. Well, so. At what point does that happen? What what makes a police state for you? Well, what what I was? Th- I think just to, to juxtapose history with today, uh, I watched uh, this storm clouds gathering video yesterday. He does some good stuff, and basically he said he went back to World War II and talked about the Nazis and and what at what point did the Nazis you know have the Jews in in such a such a situation that it. it meant that it, it would equal the death camps. You know, the death camps ha- hadn't actually started. What it was is when they had passed certain laws which made certain things illegal, which made the Jews have to wear their star mm-hmm. of David, which segregated them. So if you look at how... It was a progression. Yes, the laws were passed first, and then the laws were taken to the logical conclusion after that fact. So if you look at today's situation... You can almost say that the NDAA is very much one of those turning point laws. And the which, NDAA, is that the one where they can go and kill anybody anywhere they want? That's uh, where the military can arrest anyone for belligerence, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the tipping point. Once you allow the military to come in and do police work of policing activists and dissidents and, and those that are quote-unquote deemed belligerent, then you start allowing the legal aspect to follow through with collecting people and putting them into prisons or camps, and it's it's all legal at that point. Right, and it has to. The only way to stop it is to is to not obey, is to refuse to go along with it. I mean, if uh, if the Jews, for instance, had refused to um, move into the cities, had refused to wear the stars, had refused to do everything they were told to do, it really would have thrown a wrench into the plans of the uh, the Nazis. In the same maybe, way, maybe not. I, you Absolutely, non cooperation is their system is but, always built on your obedience. I'm not sure the that's same true. Thing is true. Yeah, it, it absolutely as, is. If people dis if maybe the people you could just disobey, shut me down instead. If people disobey, then they can't. Can't handle it. They How don't to go know what to Libya do. When people disobeyed. How to go in Syria when people disobeyed. Look, it depends on how entrenched the government is in its philosophy that it owns you. How many people disobeyed and in what ways did they disobey? They disobeyed were by they, going into the street and protesting. Were they violent? No. Are you not paying attention to these things? I mean, you advocate uh, you know, active, nonviolent resistance, and you don't even mm-hmm. know what went on in Libya and Syria? No, I don't. Okay. I don't well, you pay need to know to those world. things when you, you un- I got understand. enough going on my own backyard. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm actually engaging in uh, nonviolent oh, right. civil that's disobedience right. and non-cooperation, so I've got you know court cases and things like that that I'm dealing with. I don't have the time to follow what everyone else is doing right. around the world. You're a pundit, and you don't even know what's going on in the news. So uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But really, ultimately, Mark, all you're saying is that uh, those people were slaughtered, right? Yeah, Basically pretty much. they were bombed yeah. and, and such. So, uh, so they, you know, either way, you're dead, right? So either pretty you much. Uh, non-cooperate or you, uh, you go along to get along or you fight. One of the one of those three. They probably could have lived like dogs for as long as they wanted to. I what mean, good those, is that? What's that? What good is that? Oh, one has to ask oneself that question. Yeah. But I mean, I think you should you should know what how nonviolent resistance works mm-hmm. and doesn't work in given instances. And I mean, you know, does it 
at some point or another, the Libyans switched from nonviolent resistance to violent resistance based on the amount of violence that was perpetrated against them. Like it gave them this sort of, uh, you know, this righteousness and switching from nonviolent to violent uh, protest. So I guess the question is, what would have happened had non-cooperation been used earlier in the Libyan or Syrian uh, conflicts? I don't know. I mean, when you're dealing with a dictator ago. so thoroughly entrenched as Gaddafi or uh, is it Assad or whatever, whatever it is over in uh, uh, Syria yes. – um, I, I don't think they care. I mean, you're talking about places that haven't gone through the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. They didn't go through the Enlightenment period. They, you know, people and rights don't. There's really not a lot of conversation about rights going on amongst the older crowd and the the political class in those yeah. areas. Well, at the same time, you make a good point in that there. Their civil disobedience was met with harsh, brutal violence in which many were killed. But at the same time, it also caused a massive amount of press to be generated, Mm. news to be spread. And so many other countries in the area were like, hey, we can't just let this happen. And it's almost like they're getting killed or they're putting up resistance led to a faster conclusion in this result in that... More people saw what was going on. More people found it reprehensible and wanted to do something about it sooner. Well, right. I mean, dictators have to uh, get money from somewhere, right? So presumably they're extracting it. They're probably not living off of foreign aid from the U.S., although that may be a factor. In Syria, uh, they're living off foreign aid from Russia. Right. But uh, they probably are getting money, uh, getting obedience and money from the people there overall for the most part. But if people stop giving money away and stop doing whatever they're told, then that throws wrenches in their plans and if that leads them to bomb well that's just a proof you know it's proof that they're desperate and they have nothing else left on their plate and you're i think you're right in your assessment that in a country like the u.s there's a whole lot more the politicians here are really cautious right like they have elections and they're you know there's there's news media that's not run by the state and so there's to some extent a level of check on on their actions so they can't get away with the same level of just out and out uh, murder that these dictators i think the only thing that one can do is civil action however I'd also like to point out things like Kent State, where they put uh, they infiltrated with agents provocateur mm-hmm. into the crowd, and then those people threw rocks. This is apparently this is the story, the narrative that is now being accepted. And the people of the time, the older people of the time, the younger people were shocked by it, and the older people of the time were like, "Well, they threw rocks. Of course they got shot." Well, yeah. so of course they of course they opened up. Of course, the National Guard opened up right. with M1s on a crowd of students. So it can happen here. They threw rocks. Right? It can happen here. It has happened before. There's also the what was the, the group, the uh, the war, war vets in World War One or whatever that tried to get their. Yeah, that's their the money, bonus the, war, the bonus war where they came out to D.C. and they were gunned down as well for protesting. Well, look at this, the situation that happened. You see Davis and them using the pepper spray and the repercussions that came about towards the, the offender, which would be the police in this case, is were been there pretty severe. Really? People lost their jobs. People are, you know, there's massive investigations. So, yes. It's good to know. Things, I think, are getting better in these areas over time, at least around here, because of the uh, the faster spread of information and things like that. So, we'll talk a little bit more about what happened uh, because the drone situation has been protested. Arrests have been made. We'll explain. Come on. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And we invite you on over to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive in various ways there. Uh, freetalklive.com. Ways include the mobile site. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. You can... Find our broadband, our narrowband, and midband streams there, so different size bit rates for different internet connections. Plus, you'll find the different software that uh, you'll, you can use on various different phone operating systems to listen in. Plus, our podcast is there as well. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. I listen to a lot of uh, audio, whether it's uh, radio or podcasts or even audio books. And uh, I've listened to a podcast that I think that you might really enjoy. It's called verbalsurgery.com. Tim Cummins, uh, the guy who you know is a friend of the show and the guy who does the podcast over there, is a way of getting inside your head and making you feel great. It's really a great way to buoy your mental attitude. Um, just one of these uh, verbal surgeries will uh, change your whole outlook on the day. I listen to his podcast because it makes me feel better. Um, so go ahead and check him out at verbalsurgery.com. You'll be happy you did. It's verbalsurgery.com. All right. So I actually again- got a thank you email from somebody for recommending that podcast recently. Oh, excellent. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. Again, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, JJ has brought uh, some news in about a protest that has resulted in multiple arrests, mass arrests, actually. Uh, seven people arrested? That's right. This story comes from VeteransToday.com. Seven activists arrested at the military base in Wisconsin in action against drone warfare. Now, uh, just because it's a veterans website, that's probably why they're calling them citizen activists, but just to... Uh, preface seven citizen activists were arrested for calling for an end to drone warfare at camp williams folk field in wisconsin on tuesday april 24th they are joining together with activists in new york nevada california missouri illinois maryland who are risking arrest and actions as they raise raise their voices to draw attention to the travesty and the illegality of drone warfare camp williams folk field is a training site for drone pilots is located in rural central wisconsin as families in Wisconsin are struggling to make ends meet, there are plans underway to build an $8 million drone training facility at that base, using both state and federal money. On Tuesday, 33 peace activists from all corners of the state and from Illinois gathered at the gates of the base, as they have done on the last Tuesday of every month since December 2011. Hmm, okay. For five months, they have sent a letter to Commander Eben asking to meet with him to discuss their concerns. They've, I bet he's just dying to do that. Apparently yet not. to receive a response. Yeah, I'm sure. Stopping drone warfare Typical. is... Typical. He's a government bureaucrat. Why in the world would he do it? I mean, you right. know, he's got no real... He has no ability to I do anything even, about it anyway. I mean, I can't even get... And he's like some military guy. Yeah. I can't even get the governor, who is supposed to be a more politician kind of character, I can't even get his press secretary to return my call. 
as a member of the media, you know, as a uh, talk show host with over 100 affiliates. Oh, jeez. They I don't take you seriously. No, they, uh, no, apparently they don't. Well, I mean, again, they're going to return the call of WMUR or some mainstream uh, news media source. But, you know, any kind of pro-state media, they'll return that phone call. But, nope, I can't get a, a call back from just the press secretary. Wow. That's, that's unfortunate. So, yeah, you can't meet with these people. <laughs> they have no interest in serving you with answers to your questions. Why would they? You you have to pay for their so-called service, whether you like it or not, and they know it. And that's why they behave in this way. Yep. They can get away with it. If you want to meet with a Walmart manager, that's no problem. Yep. Story goes on. Stopping drone warfare is a serious and urgent matter. It is difficult to get accurate statistics because our government is trying to cover up the facts. But the Bureau of Investigative Journalism reports that between... 2,373 and 2,997 people have been killed in drone attacks. Hmm. Anywhere from 391 to 780 of those killed are innocent civilians. Over 175 children have been killed in the attacks. Jeez, these numbers are crazy. These are parents who love their children just as much as we in this country love our children. You can Google images of drone victims to see the real horrors of what this means. I don't know that I want to see that. Thanks. In addition, drone warfare—excuse me—drone warfare is illegal. The use of drones goes against the UN Charter, the Geneva Conventions, the Hague Conventions, and the principles of the Nuremberg Tribunal. I'd, well, love, to, I'd love to see the um, you know the citations on that. I, I've never heard that. I'll before. take their word for it. But it's only illegal if uh, you know you get caught, or it's only illegal if somebody does something to arrest you for it. Right. right? Illegality hinges on enforcement. Yeah, yeah sure. It's only I- illegal if there's some nation or organization bigger than your nation or organization that's able to arrest you, and I and who's willing to do so. Yeah, not so much. They are also against the U.S. and other international human rights laws, the laws of war, and the law applicable to the use of interstate force. They constitute extrajudicial killings. Drones are not making us safer. More and more young men in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, and other places around the world are joining groups that will retaliate against the United States for the murder of their loved ones. No doubt. No, not only are drones not making people safer in that they're killing other human beings around the world and that will result in retaliation but also the police that's going to be their pitch because remember we're talking about the uh the the police departments using drones here right that's one of their main purposes for this drone training center and it all started starts with surveillance it started back in the mid-east same thing they Mm -hmm. didn't start with rockets on the drones the drones started as purely surveillance aircraft that they can maneuver over a certain area before sending in ground forces. That's how the that's how uh, biplanes started in World War One. Yep. So then they mounted machine guns on them. That's how governments they, work. Yeah, and they started dropping bombs out of them. Yeah, um, that's the, the, the big ones. That's what governments do. The program starts as A, and then before you know it, it's Z, and it's completely changed on its original intended uh, uses. And it almost always has to do with violence because, well, that's that's kind of what they that, that's their bailiwack. That's right. So people here in the United States know what the drones are already capable of, and yet there's very few. That are out there. 33 people. Yeah, 33 people here in Wisconsin that are putting up some sort of resistance. From Wisconsin and Illinois. That's right. right? So they had to get people from all over the area to come into this protest. Now, mind you, Volkfield and that whole area that government bases are in in Wisconsin is a very woodsy sort of. You have to travel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally the town right outside. Well, they, it's a it's a pr- bombing practice range, right? Right, exactly. It's an, also <laughs> the artillery training range, too. They're so gonna... it's... 
Yeah, it's out in the woods. You you definitely have to go out of your way to get there. So they've been doing this one Tuesday per month for the last several months. That's right. What was different today that led to arrests? Because I'm presuming there were not arrests in the previous months. Um, I think this story is getting to that right now. All right. Uh, because there has been no response from Camp Commander Eben in five months, the group decided that they would walk onto the base during the April vigil to seek a meeting. That'll with, do it. That does it. With mm-hmm. copies of the letter and pictures of drone victims in hand, seven individuals, mm-hmm. they named the individuals, walked onto the base. How many people were at the protest? 33. 33. And seven. That's not bad. Yeah. I was just thinking if it was a larger protest, seven seemed small. but Nope, that's not bad at all. I've, I've been at uh, events where there were approximately uh, 40, 40 or 50 people and then maybe about 12 stayed and actually did the, the disobedience. Hence the trespass of 12 that happened a couple of years ago where I was arrested. Well, so in that, in that situation, most people didn't know what was going on. I mean, there really were just lingerers that were arrested. Uh, everyone knew the police were on the way, but we didn't realize we were going to be arrested. But then again, you never do. I mean, these people just wanted to go and meet with somebody. Yeah. So what happened? The Juneau County Sheriff was standing with deputies just inside the base, and he advised the group that if they walked any further onto the base, they would face arrest. Hmm. They continued walking and began reading the letter to the Commander Eben aloud as Juneau County deputies handcuffed them hmm. and led them to police cars. They were transported to the Juneau County Jail in Mauston, where they were charged with disorderly trespass. conduct, oh, processed, no. and released within three hours. No criminal trespass? Disorderly conduct? Disorderly conduct. Interesting. It's like they didn't want to do any work. Disorderly conduct is just what they throw at anybody that comes along. I don't know if you're interested in, in uh, the letter that they had written to uh, the uh, commander. It's not very long. If it's interesting, certainly. Hang on to it. We'll uh, come back here in moments. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I wonder what these protesters are going to do. Are they going to take these charges to trial or are they going to plea out, pay the fine and move on? 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come here tonight, uh, we may talk about college degrees, but also, Mark, apparently soda has become a felony, at least for one man. Is that right? That's right. All right, we'll explain here in uh, moments. 855-450-FREE, you take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. SACL CAI toll-free line is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. We've been discussing the drone issue. Looks like they'll be coming to a police department near you. Probably, especially if you're in the bigger cities. Uh, Likely, we know that it was over a year ago, probably almost two now, that the department in Houston was uh, testing drones. 
maybe it was a year and a half. Anyway, it's been a little while. So these things have been tested in various different markets. Uh, the FAA recently opened up the regulatory structure to make it easier for police departments to get approval to operate drones in the skies above your city. And it's there was only- one. Was it Austin where they were testing out their drone and ran it into their uh, their Bearcat? It was somewhere, yeah. (laughs) Yep. And so these are very expensive, by the way, these drones. So they're not probably going to come to the smaller police departments anytime soon. However, you can expect the drone proliferation to happen in the same way that the Bearcat proliferation did. This is my... You know, speculation based on evidence, uh, based on how they've done the Bearcat thing, where they go to different communities and they, the federal government comes to different community police departments and says, hey, we've got a Bearcat for you. How'd you like one? It's free. $300,000 Bearcat could be yours. Check out this video showing yeah. police looking badass. Right. You can have your very own tank. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, uh, and of course, what police department's going to say no to that? I mean, they're boys and they're toys. They love their guns and they love their uh, their tanks. And they, It's uh, free. Why in the world would they say right. no, right? So they're going to say yes. Now, there's some strings attached, like the federal government does say that, okay, well, you can have this Bearcat, but if we need to use the Bearcat, we get to come in anytime we want and use the Bearcat. So, like, if the feds want to commandeer, uh, you know, the Bearcat, they can do that anytime. That's one of the, the strings attached to the deal. Makes it cheaper for them than uh, buying Bearcats, sticking them around the country, and then building garages around them and waiting for the time to come, and then sending out people to maintain them. Well, right. So they let the police departments maintain them for them and absorb the cost of maintenance. And then when they want to come along, waltz on in and use the Bearcat, it's there for them. So expect the same thing to happen with the drones, where they'll just pitch it to police departments and, hey, a $300,000, $300, $300,000 drone for you here. How'd you like one? It's got cameras and uh, whiz bang, zoom, and look at that. It sure is fa- fancy, isn't it? Uh, we can even mount a machine gun on it, but uh, we won't do that until later. Uh, so that's, <laughs> you know, that's what they're doing. Uh, that's, it's my, my speculation that that's what they're going to do, and that's why you're going to see these things cropping up. But the more, the more I guess, wealthy police departments around the country, New York City and other major metros, are going to be able to buy their own uh, multiple you know, drone systems. And before you know it, these things are going to be buzzing around in the sky. And that's, they're going to pitch it like, hey, everybody, these are just going to keep you safe. Hey, look, here's an example of when some guy was running away from the police and we couldn't reach him on foot. But had we had a drone, we would have been able to follow him via the skies. It would have been possible to launch a helicopter. Helicopters are too expensive. They cost a lot in gas and a lot the, in maintenance. But the drone stays up in the air all the time, pretty much, and you can just uh, send it on over to the area. Much faster to deploy, right? So you know we would have been able to we would have been able to catch this uh, crazy man, this madman who is running from the police. Had we had a drone, and so it'll be a very good pitch. I mean, it'll be you know the people that support the police, of course, are going to be on board. Uh, the people that might have been on the fence are going to be a lot of them pushed off the fence because they'll say, well, who doesn't want to help the police catch the bad guys? And then of course it's going to end up being used again against absolutely everybody. Eight five five four fifty free. What, now, they, what they forget is that we are the bad guys. Well, um, that the, the arrests grow every year, even though right. crime is dropping. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is they're criminalizing more activities. So it's likely that you're doing something criminal without Mostly even they realizing just want, it. They just want the money out of you. If, well, if I they hand, want the obedience, the right. money, you know, that's icing. Absolutely. And if I, by the way, if I hand you a beer in New Hampshire, that's a felony. So don't think for a, a beer. Yeah, don't think for a moment that you know you think you're a law-abiding citizen if you're one of those people. You just don't even know. You, you don't even realize how many laws that you're breaking. How could you? It's not like you've actually read them. I mean, who has? Who besides lawyers and police 
have actually read any laws. And even lawyers and police haven't read all the laws. So, yeah, it sounds crazy, right? If you hand someone a beer, if you're not a licensed vendor, if you're not someone who's licensed by the state to sell alcohol, you cannot. I cannot go and buy a six-pack of alcohol and hand you one of uh, one of those beers. Can you set it on the table? I, I don't know up. about that. I believe that may be illegal as well. Like, if you can put beer in a place where people can pick it up, uh, that may be also illegal. We, uh, we'll have to check with Brad Jardis on the uh, the details on that. But it's basically, the the way the wording is written in the law, it's a, it's a felony. Now, of course, they, they don't prosecute for for those particular felonies. But it's there. The option's there if they want to. So basically, what you're saying is that if I go on a date and I buy a drink for myself and my date, right. and then I walk to the table and I hand that drink to my date, I've just committed a felony. You may be all right in uh, a licensed establishment to take an action like that. Okay. I, I mean, I, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you legal advice, but the the licensee has certain things they can do on their establishment that the average person ostensibly can't do. If you get uh, legal advice from three different lawyers, you'll likely get three different pieces of advice. That's though. probably true. <laughs> so, you know, this whole I'm not a lawyer, I can't give legal advice is bullcrap because they're going to just say whatever it takes to get money out of you. I yeah. mean, it is it's just a really mixed up system that we have going on here as far as lawyers essentially running the place and uh, I mean, we have we have the rule of lawyers in this country. Yeah. It's uh, it's like this rent-seeking behavior by this self-perpetuating elite, which controls the output of the legislature. They produce laws that, frankly, are so complicated and Byzantine that nobody can follow them. And, of course, you have to have the lawyer to figure it out. Right. And before you know it, you violated 10 uh, different rules or stipulations or regulations. Now, there was a letter that these activists who were going to the drone training ground or what is the future of the drone training grounds in Wisconsin. Thirty something activists showed up. Seven of them decided they were going to walk into the base uh, to talk to there's a military base there uh, to talk to the military commander about why he wouldn't return their calls. They had a letter they wanted to read him. That's right. The, The letter goes something like this. Dear Colonel Evan. We are again writing to request a meeting with you regarding the construction of the drone training facility and the shadow drone training already occurring at Volk Field. As informed citizens, we object to the use of our tax dollars for what we believe is illegal and immoral drone warfare that not only causes many innocent civilian deaths, but is also making us less safe because it increases the number of people who consider America their enemy. We have petitioned our state legislators, have been to the State Building Commission, meetings and contacted our members of Congress calling for an end to this illegal and immoral type of warfare, all to no avail. Strangely, no one cares. As you know, we have also held monthly vigils at the gates of Volkfield to express our strong opposition to any activities related to the use of unmanned aerial vehicles. We understand that Camp Williams Volkfield trains personnel in the use of shadow drones, with the payload being cameras rather than bombs. However, There is little difference between selecting targets and actually executing the people targeted. It is shocking to us that our government has used drones to assassinate suspected terrorists, including U.S. citizens, without even a pretense of due process. Our country should not act as though the rule of law doesn't apply to us. The U.S. Constitution guarantees due process for U.S. citizens, and higher laws suggest that we afford due process to non-citizens. The Nuremberg principles obligate us to take action in order not to be complicit with the war crimes of our government. The Nuremberg principles forbid wars of aggression, attacks on civilians, and extrajudicial assassinations. 
all earmarks of drone warfare. Under these same principles, we as citizens have a duty to act where we can to prevent violations by our government. So if these are uh, violations of the the Hague Treaty and uh, the Geneva Convention and all these things, as these people claim, and I I haven't seen the citations for it and don't know – if that's the case, I remember from the Band of Brothers movie. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was this uh, sort of uh, not a movie, but a this war movie, series right? um, of the I can't remember which one uh, Bravo Company something or other. Anyway, they were airborne rangers that went in, and one of the things that they did was uh, they they uh, saved this you know folks from this concentration camp, and then they marched the. Uh, citizens from the local town, the German citizens, through it so that they could see what happened. Uh, ostensibly, I guess, to, so that they would feel guilt for what they, because this was a government of, you know, that they, you know, the, it is always a government of the people because the people can always rise up. They allowed it to happen. They allowed it to happen. So, I mean, this is, it's very interesting. What they're saying is true, that if these people are breaking the law and that there is no one to hold them of account, I mean, Clearly, uh, it, it, it is an obligation of the citizens, according to their own ideas, it's the obligation of the citizens to do something about it. Yep. Uh, the letter is almost finished here. Our gravest concern remains the innocent civilians, including many children who are being murdered by our government through drone warfare. We must end this despicable practice. For this reason, we are urgently asking you to meet with us. We are standing in solemn vigil outside the gates of the base on this date. We don't hear from you about meeting. A small group will enter the base and try to deliver the letter. And they were subsequently arrested. Because no one has to answer questions when they're in the government. What obligation do they have? It's not like you're going to stop paying, are you? Or maybe you should Maybe you should really should consider that. I mean, if you want to take action, that's a good way to do it. Put more money in your pocket that you can put toward your life, making things better for you. We're coming up. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are here to take control of the airwaves if you like, or just listen in. 855-450-FREE. It's up to you. You may do what pleases you. 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 855-450-FREE. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Should you like, you may control the content of the website as well. You find something online that you think is interesting, then drop on by and submit it as show prep. And then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your show prep suggestions. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Head over there and get interactive. Coming up, 
uh, politicians and college, but also some news about Ron Paul. We haven't talked about Ron Paul in a while, not because he hasn't been out there doing uh, amazing work for liberty. It's just that there hasn't really been, at least that I've seen, any news besides the fact that he just keeps packing uh, stadiums full of people over and over again. That's crazy. Uh, And, of course, the news media is completely ignoring Especially in colleges. Well, I think he holds them at colleges, but they get come. people from everywhere sure. to uh, to come to these things. He's got to have some college students coming to it, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he certainly did in 2008, and that hasn't changed. It's probably gotten more effective now. Uh, so we can talk about all that here uh, in a moment. Plus, Mark, you're going to tell us about uh, soda leading to a felony. St- taking a soda has become a felony for one man. We'll explain that here in moments. But first, Mike is on the line listening in Cincinnati. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Uh, hi, how you guys doing? Doing great, Mike. What's on your mind tonight? I'm just, I was listening to uh, the guy talk about, uh, you know, the list, the Obama list, and it's just more... Which list? Uh, I'm sorry. I, you may have been listening to a different program, maybe called the wrong number. I, what list? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there, there was a list on uh, Talk Radio Live. Uh, um, what's his name? Rob. 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 R- Rob, uh, Rob Redding. Rob, Rob Redding. Rob News Redding. Review. Yes. This is not, by the way, this is not the Rob Redding show. Uh, for we those, do share a number with him. For and, those, uh, right, he, for those who are confused, uh, the way it works is in radio, there are shows that we're all on the same network. Rob's show and, and Free Talk Live are on the, carried by the same syndicate. And so what happens is a radio station like the one you're listening to there in Cincinnati uh, has Rob's show on delay broadcast. So Rob's not on the air right now, I don't think. Oh. And uh, and he his phone number routes through to the same phone lines that our phone lines have. And so, therefore, every now and then we'll get someone who's listening to Rob Redding thinking they're calling his show live. But in point of fact, they end up on our board and uh, we'll still talk to you about the list. It is free talk live. Yeah. Which, which list was this? Yeah, tell me more about the list. Well, some, some kids at a, at a school, um, I don't exactly know where, but he said that they they made a list of 20 reasons why – President Obama should not be reelected, and the number one reason, of course, was because he's black. Another one oh, was geez. because he's white. Well, Another on. reason was because his dog was ugly. Like, so I mean, when I was listening to the things that Rob was saying, you know, the reasons that these kids were giving, um, you know, it's just it's offensive. First, um, he's supposed to be uh, the head of this country. Doesn't matter what color he is. If he's doing the, you know, if he's doing his good a good job, if he's doing a bad job, get him out of there. If you're doing a good job, respect. Now, the these are high school kids? High school kids. And the editor of the newspaper, they didn't say who he was, but he should be, at the very least, reprimanded or straight up fired. Hold on. This was in the high school newspaper, or is it just a list going around yeah. school? It's in a high school newspaper. The The school did uh, print a print an apology, and from what he from what Rob said, they went they went online on the school's website and and posted a you know a, a, a video video apology. And where However, was this, by the way? Was this I, in the I, South? I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't remember. But hmm. my, my only thing about it is, if any school in the, in within the 50 states of the United States can 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 be prompted by you know by their school editor or allowed to print anything, I don't care who the president is, be white or black. If you can, you know, print these kinds of uh, malicious things about the president and and think that you can say any manner of things uh, negative about the president, call him 
talk about his color, talk about his nationality, his dog is ugly, whatever ridiculous reasons. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of legitimate critiques about uh, Barack Obama and George Bush, uh, but, you know, they they, uh, like the fact that they're killers, uh, uh, and and they're all the same. (laughs) Those are legitimate critiques, but to pick on somebody because of their skin color is is the lowest of the, one of the lowest of the lows. According to, I I found an article that relates to this, and apparently it was part of the April Fool's parody section of the Sprayberry High School newspaper, which is, uh, I believe, out of Georgia. And yeah, the, this this is from Marietta, Georgia, apparently. Yeah, I couldn't right, find it. Right. So this was purporting right. to be an April's Fool prank? That, that was, it was supposed to be, according to the yes. Cobb County yes. School spokesperson, Jay Dillon, the list was part of an April Fool's, quote, parody section. Of the I'd say that's a lame excuse. Not, not intended to be. I think it's a crappy offensive. joke. It's, it's a, a lame excuse for a, a crappy terrible, joke. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think I do want people uh, that want to make jokes like this to make the jokes, so that I know that the people that make those, I know who are those racist. people are, yeah. and we can identify them. And uh, you know, whatever, well, whatever the list, one does. The list includes: he's black, he's half white, he's a Nazi, he's a Zionist, his dog is ugly, he's responsible for childhood obesity. Now that's, childhood that's pretty obesity. absurd. It um, is a joke. Right. right. It's clearly <laughs> exactly. outrageous. It, it, it is a joke. I mean, they're saying that it is an April Fool's joke. However, however, you know, I mean, these are kids. Yes. And if, and if these are the kinds of jokes that the kids in this country, you know, uh, you know, put post in a paper, and even if it is an April Fool's joke. It it's says, it's oh, poor it taste. I mean, there's there are April Fool's good. jokes that are fun. There's April Fool's jokes that are, hey, gotcha. You know, they they fooled you with something that uh, you were you thought was real. Uh, this is just a poor taste. This is, joke. This well, is what just if, hateful. Exactly. What if it was? Uh, I'm just wondering here. As a joke, you you've got to always kind of wonder where it's coming from. What if all the students that uh, you know that put this together happened to be black, and this was intended to be sort of a spoof on how bigots would make a top ten list? Well, I don't know, Mark. Were they? I, I, You're okay. just speculating, right? I, I'm speculating. I have no idea. I mean, as a joke, we don't know where what the person. Well, who was... obviously, people who uh, people can get away with self-deprecation easier than they can, uh, you know, making fun of somebody else for this some for some sort of uh, superficial matter, right? So, yeah, I think case... I think I think that if they if they were if they were if they were all black and they decided to put something out like this, even if it was as a spoof, you know, show in a reversed way, I still think even in that instance, they should all be punished. I think you know, I think that. There has to be a level of respect that's totally missing in this country, um, starting with, of course, the parents tripping all the way down and, and infiltrating the kids. When kids can be this, they, I mean, it's, if, at the very least, I think it's cruel. If you can't call it just wrong, they can try to put prank over it and say that it was a joke. I think it was the joke in poor taste. You know what I'm saying? Mike, yes. I get what you're saying, and I appreciate your call and your thoughts tonight. Thanks for listening to uh, at least Free Talk Thank Live you. while you're on the phone with us. <laughs> appreciate your <laughs> tonight. Our website's freetalklive.com if you want to hear more. Thanks. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, it's always interesting when we get new things brought up because, uh, you know, I mean... Totally random. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll I take it. Never heard about that. We'll take it. Uh, so yeah, we'll take your calls about anything you want. Eight five five four fifty free. Even if you have no idea what show you're listening to. Uh, so let's continue here, Mark. Speaking of absurdities, uh, this is is this California with this three strikes law? This is in uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. I didn't know they had a three strikes law down there. Is that new? We didn't. No. It, it's been quite some time. Really. Yeah, um, it Did is. Did they have this when you were in prison? The, the three strikes thing, or was this in the, like, the is last? Is there a decade? Naples in California? 
There's probably no. a Naples in a lot okay. of places. No, no. Okay, so it's from the L.A. Times, okay. and it mentions Naples. All but right. it says there's no Hamburglar, but in, uh, a Florida man uh, faces charges of up to so five. It's Florida. Five. Yeah, yep, you're right. Okay. Uh, faces up to five years in prison after he was arrested on a felony charge of stealing a cup of soda at a McDonald's. Oh man. The Collier County Sheriff, which is the <laughs> county where Naples. Uh, what did he do? Is, Order a water and go fill it up with Coke? That's exactly what happened. Did, um, didn't we address something like this last week? I don't think so. I thought we talked about the guy who went up with this cup of water and then got soda. No, we did not. I don't recall talking about that. Interesting. Do you no. recall that, Mark? No, no. Uh, so this guy gets a okay. gets a, you know, orders a, gets a cup for water, goes get some soda, goes and sits outside of the restaurant and sips on the beverage. The manager confronted him, asked him to pay a buck for the soda. Uh, he apparently this is his name's a beret or a beret or something. Uh, he refused to pay and reportedly cursed at the manager, and refused to leave <laughs> uh, when asked to do so. According to the Naples News, I saw a picture of this guy. I mean, you know, he looks like a recalcitrant drunk, frankly, <laughs> some homeless guy. Uh, eight. Five five four fifty three. He's shorn. Let's come back with more on this here. I want to find out what happened to him because to go to jail for a felony for stealing soda—that's pretty crazy. Eight five five four fifty three. Sakel CAI toll free line. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Free talk live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-453. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that uh, handles accounts receivable for business businesses. So if you've got a business that, well, needs accounts receivable handled, SACL CAI can do it. They'll do it uh, in a manner that helps you to keep your clients. They know that not only do you want to collect the money on your bills, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can go see their banner at freetalklive.com. Well, the owner of SACL CAI, or one of the owners over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. So do business with SACL CAI and do business uh, with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right. Once again, the number is 855-450-FREE. Still to come here, uh, taking a soda. From a local uh, fast food joint, felony. We'll explain. But first, to the phones and your thoughts. Let's go to William, listening in Dallas. William, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hi, everybody. Hope all's going well. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just trying to rack my brains here, uh, trying to think of what would be the big uh, profitable crime, you know, uh, if drugs and maybe prostitution were legalized. And, and it, you don't have to talk to me. I was just, I can get off the air and y'all can talk about it. I was wondering what would be, obviously, burglaries and things like that. Carjacking, I guess, was still going to happen. But I was wondering where the big money would be if drugs were legal. You're asking where the money would be for what, the cops? No, for crime. You know, like, what would be the next oh, big see. boom? Of- Boy, that's a good question. Well, here's, here's, a, here's a principle that you need to understand, that 
without a state, there is pretty much only free markets and strongmen. Basically, the state creates a black market through prohibition. So the state creates crimes on pieces of paper. They say you can do certain things and there are certain things you can't do. Now, there's people that are still going to want to do those certain things that they can't do. So they're going to take that extra risk to do those things and make whatever extra profit comes with that extra risk. Now, with once you legalize, let's say you legalized all drugs and prostitution. And uh, gun running. How about uh, gambling, too? Let's legalize that. Gambling well. and... Yeah, let's uh, just say you legalize yeah. all that stuff. Then at that point, there aren't any actual crimes save for, as you said, stealing the, the normal, the immoral crimes that you have learned from as a as a child. You learned were immoral. Stealing, what do they call that? Malum say. Malum and say is uh, like a crime with a victim, and then malum and prohibitum is a crime of uh, of law. Essentially, that there's no victim. Right. Basically, all you'd end up with is without crimes of law or without crimes based on words on paper, you would only end up with victim. Filled crimes or crimes in which someone has some damages or some claim. In fact, is there's not much money in that. I mean, maybe in insurance fraud. boosting, perhaps. Uh, you know, uh, stealing cars. Well, not stealing cars. Uh, boosting is uh, shoplift, organized shoplifting. Um, okay. So you know, there might be like shoplifting rings that go around and uh, do some work like that. There would also, even in a world where prostitution was legal, there would probably still be some market for child prostitution. I'm sure that that would still be illegal in most people's eyes um and so there would there would still be you know that issue of human trafficking and or if uh the supply wasn't high enough of prostitutes then uh human trafficking in, in that arena but it doesn't seem very likely to me um you know i mean there's always going to be a supply of that half the people on the planet uh, can supply it if they chose to i think other than that you're probably going to find that people are going to have counterfeit they're still going to be counterfeiting as far as drugs and various stuff because yeah, what what will happen would be like let's say pot for example was legalized and you can buy it at your local grocery store or you can buy it at your local uh, CVS pharmacy or wherever. There's there's going to be people selling it. There's there's also going to be individuals who try to find ways into the marketplace to uh, circumvent uh, their competition and whatnot. But I think for the most part, crime would plummet. Oh yeah, yeah. gangs, I mean, organized gangs would be done for. I think you could probably. I think crime might just drop eighty five percent is uh, one of the, one of the numbers that I've I've seen, and it, it might be a little on the high side, but I don't think too high. You could probably get a huge drop like that just by legalizing drugs, because let you, alone the other stuff. You got to consider that many of the crimes out there are drugs, and the other crimes are related to related drugs. to drugs in that people are doing them, you know, robbing liquor stores in order to get money to or buy drugs, being a prostitute in order to get some hits of uh, heroin or meth from their their pimp so or yeah robbing people or whatever so most of the crimes seem to be done related to drugs does that answer your question william well, well yeah i guess i would i would i guess i never have heard a discussion actually honing in on like right like just off the top of my head example is al capone and the you know he, it was very violent in other mafias stuff that's still going on today and i was just trying to picture of what would be uh, so profitable that, uh, you know, like you said, like you gave it an example of the shoplifting rings and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ian pointed out that a lot of these other crowds, organized crowds, would be hard to make money from it. I mean, real money. I mean, big. Other yeah, I mean, like there's not big money in shoplifting. I mean, that's usually something that people in dire straits do because, you know, they're desperate 
and uh, they they need money for something, and that's the only way they know of how to go I'd, get it. I'd lo- watch the movies of times before um, law enforcement was very efficient. Uh, you know, highwaymen, uh, you know, might might be an issue. Uh, shoplifting might be an issue. Certainly, you'd uh, you know, people would be more responsible. Highwaymen their- would be an issue in places where people weren't allowed to defend themselves. But if we're talking about a world in which guns are now long are now a legal thing to have, uh, then that's Highwaymen probably aren't going to last through too many uh, waylayings, would well, be my guess. Yeah, I just, there's, keep, and there's I just a, keep trying to picture where all the profit would be. You know, as far I mean, people are still gonna. I mean, you could make everything legal. You know, and people are still gonna you know commit violent crimes. For sure, but there's like, not much profit in violent crime. I mean, the, the exactly. only reason why there's there's profit in uh, drugs and guns and uh, prostitution and gambling is because it's illegal, and so therefore the profits are driven up dramatically uh, by the fact that it's illegal. Because with the with the world of the drug dealers, each hands each pair of hands that drugs passes through in order to get to the street, those uh, that person that's handling those drugs has to get paid something that's worth their efforts because they're taking something the that is worth risk. going to prison for for a very long time. Right, they're taking a very high level of risk in order to bring those drugs to market and so therefore that's why you'll see drugs being marked up thousands of percents beyond what they should normally well, be sold the at. profit isn't just on the side of the black market you have to understand that there's also the the private's legal market there's industries that are getting rich off the drug war reason uh reason.com recently had an article that they described the top four and just to give you a quick rundown uh, the number one is reduction the uh, addiction recovery industry and and you know the rehab clinics and stuff uh alcohol is you know alcohol suppliers and manufacturers are making big bucks off of the other drugs not being legal the private pr- prison industry is making big bucks off of keeping a not a victimless crime type individuals behind bars and mm-hmm. then the last one is the uh testing industry the drug testing industry is making big yeah. bucks yeah, i agree i agree with all that and uh I- I've already thought about that, but uh, I was just what you guys have talked about this a lot, and I don't know that I've ever heard that discussion as far as uh, what would now be profitable. Well, now, well, right. now you have. Not much is the answer. You know, uh, JJ, I think what you bring up is very important here because you show some of the inefficiencies in the marketplace and how when those inefficiencies would be eliminated by getting rid of the drug war, you would then see that money freed up in the marketplace and people may very well you know, put that money towards programs and uh, charities that uh, make it so that doing crime for sustenance isn't worth doing it. There's more coming up here. Thanks for the call, William. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll free line, free talk live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. CAI toll-free line. This program brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your chance, your best chance, at achieving liberty in your lifetime. The secret? you got to get together with other people that think like you do. If you love liberty, you should get together with other people that love liberty. If you hate freedom, well, you can just stay where you are. There's plenty of people like you around. <laughs> uh, 
855-450-FREEZE, our number. But you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this movement. It's the reason why the three of us are together in the same studio. That's right. Uh, tonight, it's because we all came here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. New Hampshire was chosen from a list of 10 candidate states. Back when the Free State Project reached 5,000 uh, participants, we now have over 11,000 participants. Over 1,000 people are here in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. And things are moving onward and upward. I was actually just in uh, Manchester today working on the LRN.FM studio East uh, over at uh, Dalebert's house from uh, from FlamingFreedom.com and getting their studio a little bit tweaked up and kind of making it uh, a little bit tighter and better than uh, than it was before. And so we've got uh, you know we've got news media, we've got entertainment media, we've got uh, all these things are being created got a here. Studio. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff being created, a lot of media content being created here, and that's just the radio side of things. There's also television side, uh, which, of course, uh, JJ is involved in with uh, Free Keen TV, uh, which is a weekly news program airing on the local cable system here in Keene, but also online over at tv.freekeen.com. That's right. And there's uh, is the chip-in still up over there at yep. tv.freekeen.com? Uh, that's one of the ways that you can get behind supporting what JJ does. And what it's not just you. Uh, it's you and a crew of some pretty awesome yeah, volunteers. Well, definitely. We've had a lot of people come through and be a part of the show. And it's definitely, especially if you're thinking of moving and you want to get involved, it's the type of activism where you can come in your first week and show up to our, our one of our filming or, and just pick up a camera and start running and be a part of the activism, be a part of the community. And so it's uh, definitely something we want to keep going on and, and keep getting the message out there. Plus, it gives people the opportunity to learn about television production. I mean, if you're an old hat, then that's great. You can come in, sit in, and take take one of the more advanced roles, likely. Yeah. Uh, but if you're brand new, it's a great way to uh, to get your feet wet. So it's helping activists do that. And as you say, it's providing a, a role for people to just step into as soon as they arrive, which is a nice thing to be able to do, to be able to kind of plug and play. Uh, but it's also another kind of window into the world of the activism going on here, because not only are you focusing on local issues, but also things across the Shire, things across sure. New Hampshire. Like a story we have coming up is actually the uh, Ian and several other people being banned from public par- property as a response to the fact that they're dissidents, that they're speaking out against the state. That's so right. we're working on that story for this week. Well, excellent. I, uh, I appreciate you covering that. That's, yeah. that's good to know. And so now and then, it's nice when you're organizing volunteers to give something to them as thanks. They're not getting a paycheck. They're right. there because they love freedom. They, they want to help out with this, this project. But it's nice to be able to say, hey, let's have ourselves a pizza party and you know, go out for dinner or something like that and, and you know, give them a little something back for right. the time that they've invested in. And that's one of the things you wanted to do, as well as incentivize some reporting. So maybe pay people to a, little, a small stipend to go out and exactly. gather a report. Just something to incentivize a little bit more activism. That was your intention. And that's why you created the, the chip in for this yep. which is visible over at tv.freekeen.com and if you visit the uh, freekeen.com blog you'll see that uh, the most recent episode is up there episode 40 so we've uh, we've done 40 episodes so far and excellent we're gonna keep going all right so we'll come back uh, here we'll talk more about what jj's up to here in a bit at 855-450-FREE uh, but again go to freestateproject.org because there's so much going on maybe media is not your thing maybe you'd rather get in, uh, interactive with uh, state house representatives and and go up to concord and and do lobbying and legislative things that's all happening too and there's a really really active uh, segment there i was just having lunch today with mark warden the porcupine realtor uh, while i was in manchester he was uh, named by the new hampshire liberty alliance 
Ryan says the legislator of the year. For sure. The dude is principled. He is smart and he's he's a nice, really just a nice guy. Uh, so I had a chance to sit down with lunch uh, or at lunch with him. And of course, that's always that's always cool. And he's just it's great to have liberty minded people in the state legislature. I mean, how many other places is that happening? How many other places is that happening times 12? Because we have tw- at least 12 people who are Free State Project participants that are in the state legislature. And that doesn't count all the other legislators who at least are scoring fairly well on the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's uh, yearly report card. Or I don't know, yearly or semesterly. Either way, it's, it's at least once a year that they grade all yeah, of yearly. the state reps. Yeah. On how they voted. And especially if, you, if where you are, you've been running and you know someone who's been running in the LP party trying to get elected in your local area or your state or you've been trying to get on the Republican ballot for, for even inspired by Ron Paul or whatever and you've been trying and trying and trying and failing and failing and failing, you need to move here because yeah. people are winning. That's Absolutely. all you need to know. They and are winning seats. They're winning, and it's still early. I mean, we're really on the still on the beginning cusp. I mean, even though the, all, those of us in the studio are kind of long-time, uh, keen-area movers, we've been here only five or six years at this point, but yet we're still just getting started. We're still just barely getting the ball rolling on this whole activist project. The Free State Project hasn't even reached 20,000, its goal of uh, its target member goal. So there's much to be done, and you can do it more effectively, whatever it is, when you're around other people. Freestateproject.org. Let's go to Jeff listening in Michigan. Uh, Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Yeah, hello, and great discussions tonight. Wow, this is really interesting. All right, thanks for the smoke blowing. Go ahead with your thoughts, Jeff. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, they were mentioning, uh, you had mentioned earlier, you had a caller that mentioned uh, a school newspaper, and I guess the kids were berating a public official or the president or whatever, the top 20 reasons why Obama should not get reelected. It was an alleged, uh, I guess, April Fool's uh, prank that I guess kind of offended some folks, and I think rightly so. It it said the number one reason he shouldn't get reelected is because he's black. And I realized that they thought it was a joke, but it it's kind of a poor, it's kind of a poor taste. Okay, so, so this was like April Fool's or something. This wasn't like a poll or anything, really, that they had taken. Then, no, right? this was just a newspaper article in a high school newspaper. It came out yeah. on April 25th. I, I would find it really interesting if they did have it at like something like an Internet poll where they really let p- kids determine what they thought about the whole, you know, years in office, though, that Obama's been elected because, you know, his, uh, his uh, whole campaign deal about a change you can believe in I think most of these kids uh, are probably pretty disillusioned. Well, I know that there is a headline over at Drudge Report today about how young people are just not going to vote for Obama at all. I don't think that means they're going to vote for Romney. I think they're just not going to vote. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be uncommon. Well, now, see, now that's, that, that's where I think, you know, Ron Paul should be hitting the ball on this. He should be getting, I think, a little more, I don't know, he's got to try to get out there a little more. He's doing his best. I mean, he's filling stadiums full of people. Well, now I heard he won Iowa, the Iowa caucus in Minnesota. That's what I heard, too. Yeah. But, well, but I, I mean, the caucus isn't the right word to use. He won the delegates in oh, Iowa. The dele- well, that's, that's even more important. Yeah, right. I mean, he got the delegates, okay? The, the thing is, I didn't hear any of that on, you know, like mainstream news. Sure. Correct. You know, and I would think that what maybe the young kids, are probably, you know, the school kids. I'm not talking necessarily high school or that, but like the tweens or, or the young, the young, you know, freshmen and stuff like that and the seventh and eighth graders. 
they're probably picking up on the vibes that's going on in the country. And they see all the hypocrisy with their leaders. You know, I, I'm, I believe they sense it. They see it. Young, and, young people aren't probably, stupid. Well, yeah, yeah, and probably it's affecting their psyche. And, and they're probably, you're probably going to see more, what do you, I'm not going to say acting out, uh, because, you know, young people have to determine, you know, what, what avenues they're going to use to, to uh, try to find their voice. Uh, I like your program because you suggest that people should become more active, more uh, more vocal, and perhaps more uh, active in, in well, the if you protest. don't do it, you can't expect anyone else to do it for you, right? So absolutely, that's what uh, that's what I think we advocate here on Free Talk Live. Find your niche, get out there and get active. It doesn't mean you have to take serious risks or be civilly disobedient, but doing something is uh, preferable to sitting back and complaining or sticking your head in the sand. And Jeff, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as we were pointing out before, if you want to do something and make it more effective, then get around other people who are doing something. Amplify it. Yeah. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Our webcam's there. You can watch, you can listen, and interact because the chat room's built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You'll find it there. Cam.freetalklive.com. It's one of the many features that are free on our website cam.freetalklive.com you can actually support the show if you'd like by shopping with us go to shop.freetalklive.com find uh, links to amazon there you enter amazon through those links and free talk live will get a portion of your purchase uh once again you go to shop.freetalklive.com start your shopping through our links in either the uk the us or the canadian amazon and you'll get the stuff you're looking for, the great Amazon deals you're used to. It's just you're entering through our affiliate links, so Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. So once again, shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your calls, let's go to Tim, listening in Indy, to WXNT. Tim, you're on with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, I love the show, guys. Thanks, uh, Tim. Calling, uh, I work for the state of Indiana, uh, DOC, and... There's a story that's picking up quite a bit of uh, publicity. What's the Department of DOC is Corrections? Corrections, gotcha. Thank you. And this is round two for me. I was a teacher before for the state, and they fired all of us because we made too much money. But that's a that's a whole other story. So, from teacher uh, to corrections officer, really, the job hasn't changed much, right? (laughs) uh, Yeah, uh, that's exactly true. I put up with all kinds of stuff over the years. That's for sure. but anyway, so there's a uh, guy who uh, was a teacher and got caught having
having sex, or actually he was a swim coach, got caught having sex with one of his athletes who was 16, and he got sentenced to eight years. And Hang on, that's story- not legal in India? Is, uh, is the age of consent 18 there? Uh, I believe so, but it was also because he was the swim coach, you know, and this was a student. Oh, because it's a position uh, of power, therefore, yeah. I see. Yeah, but um, so he was sentenced to eight years, and this was uh, now less than two years ago, and he gets out in two weeks, and all these people are obviously up in arms. Um, accordingly. So, so he was sentenced uh, to eight years, served two? Yeah. Is this common? Is this, uh, uh, was this a sex charge? Was it, was it because, I mean, it seems really unlikely to me that a sex criminal would get out so quickly. Yeah, that, that's what most of society is saying, too. What the story is, though, is he got uh, four years off for good behavior, so they're knocking down to four years, and the other two years are getting knocked off because he got an associate's degree, um, and then a bachelor's degree. So what it comes out to be is six years off, and he gets out in less than two weeks. And what they're finding out is not only is that BS because, you know, he has some sex charges on him with a minor, but also that some of these credits that he received, um, they they let him transfer past credits when when he was in college and the new policy was written that anything more than 10 years old is not supposed to count. So let me see if I, if I understand this here, he's he's clepping his prison, prison sentence. Tell me, tell me a little more about this, uh, you know, this situation that got him in prison in the first place. Did he somehow wield his power over this teenager and force them to have sex? Not that, not, that's not the, not that I know of the stories being that, it was consensual, but according to the Indiana law, there's no such thing as consensual. If somebody is, I, I think it's 16 and under, but I'm, or it has to do with the position of power. I'm not exactly sure. So, but he was a swim coach at a school, and this was one of his swimmers. Now, uh, let me get to the clear as to what a swim coach is. Um, so is a swim coach a full-time job, or does he teach remedial math and then uh, coach in the evenings? Or does he come in from his job, you know, driving a truck and then teach swimming after school? He, he was a teacher. Okay. And worked for the school doing swimming too. So gotcha. Um, so there's that. And uh, like I said, now it's all over the news and stuff that he's getting out in less than two weeks. And they're pretty much saying there's nothing they can do because he had the good time and got these two degrees. But like I said, the story is <laughs> it's I guess it's pretty cut and dry that they let him transfer a lot of these credits that he earned over ten years ago. And so basically somebody screwed up, and now it's kind of too late. <laughs> what, well, what, I, I'm sorry. Now, in Florida, I was in, uh, I, I was in prison in Florida for a period of time, right. and there was a guy named Donald McDougal who had a very big case, um, much more egregious than this one, but he was going to get out a few times, and then the folks in Tallahassee would start you know, getting all in a tizzy, and then they'd find some reason to keep him back in. So I don't know that uh, somebody's not going to take an opportunity to uh, you know, jump in and, and make a name for themselves. Where was it this happened? Uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Do you have the name of the swim coach? Uh, I don't in front of me. I'm driving actually right now. And, uh, um, the school, I do know the school corporation. It was uh, Lawrence North 
school corporation. There's a, that, it's a corporation? That's... It's a private school? Or is it a like a charter thing? Or what is that? I'm, I, I meant school system. It's, so it's, it's a government. It's, it's a government school. That's uh, what you're saying. No, no. It, it, I just used the wrong. It's a public school. It's, it's an Indianapolis public school. Okay. I've got a story uh, here out of uh, WSBT. I'm not sure. The Great Lakes region is uh, where this is coming from. Chris Chris Wheat, trusted si- swim coach, sentenced to eight years in prison for sexually abusing a 14-year-old girl, is according to this story. Do you believe this is the same person, or is this a different... That, that could... Does it say what school corporation? Uh, they do not. I'm not. I'm not clear on that. It says says here that uh, lawmakers are pledging action less than 24 hours after uh, Fox 59 broke the story of a local swim coach convicted of sexual abuse getting out of prison years before he was supposed to. Uh, we go full fledged with a piece of legislation next year," said the state senator. He gamed the system. According to the senator, the trusted swim coach was sentenced to eight years in prison for sexually abusing a 14 year old girl. However, because of the early release law, he'll be released after just a year and a half behind bars. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. So I, I had the age wrong. It was 14, not 16, and it's a year and a half. Yeah, this is years. it. This is the guy. It, it goes on to say that he uh, got half half time off for good behavior, and then the associate's degree thing, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. uh, so that yeah. is the situation. But I don't. I'm sorry. I don't share the concerns here. Uh, this, you know, obviously this guy shouldn't be allowed to go back into teaching. But right. what's the big deal? No. I mean, he if it's consensual. Uh, he didn't I think hurt everybody anybody. needs to know if he decides to volunteer at the Girl Scouts or something like right. that, that, or right. he's uh, on a girls' softball team or something like that. I think everybody needs to know that. But but otherwise, right. I don't think that. I mean, I'm sorry, teenagers. I think that they are fully able to make decisions for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm coming more from. Um, I, I totally agree because, like I said, I was a I was a teacher for the state at an all female um, correctional facility, so. I know how teenagers can be. Um, I was coming more from just the point that having worked for the state now, seeing how things are done and ran, that it's just it's kind of comical that that now, since publicly somebody is saying something that um, that they're all up in arms now. It's just kind of kind of uh, ironic, I guess, and it's just some of the some of the funny stuff that I've seen working for the state. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to hear one of these uh, funny stories of yours. Me but, too. Um, yeah. You know, you're working at a female correctional facility. I, I mean, I, did you get come come on to on a regular basis? Absolutely. And I, how as... I hold mean, on, are you still working there? No, the, they laid off, fired, whatever. There was 22 of us teachers, and they laid us off with 30 days notice, um, didn't make the news. They were saying that they called it facility forward was the wording, but the only people that lost their jobs were the teachers. We weren't um, offered a transfer. We weren't offered any kind of severance. And now you're still working as uh, Department of Corrections elsewhere? I was laid off like the other teachers, um, did some odd jobs, construction here and there. You know, I have my bachelor's degree in teaching, couldn't find a teaching job. And now I'm back as a recreation coordinator at an all-male facility now. So, Mark, you were asking if he was hit on? Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, mean, I, I would just really wonder in that case, because most people consider men completely incapable of, uh, you know, staving off, uh, you know, sexual right. advances. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Um, it, it was pretty funny. I, you know, I was hired right out of college. I consider myself a, a decent good-looking guy, whatever. Uh, I was 25, and 
uh, I worked there for three years without any incident. Um, but <laughs> some, some, of, some of the other staff or whatever couldn't resist. Already, already I believe you, Tim. Thanks for the call, man. Call us back another time with uh, more prison okay. stories when you have them. Always appreciate hearing right. uh, stories from the inside. And thanks for calling tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Quote: We all live in this community, and we don't want to feel like our children are in danger. I don't know. I don't really consider teenagers to be children. Do you? It's Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the various features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, uh, 855-450-FREE. You may take control. That's the point of this program. There are a number of things on the table tonight to discuss. How many of them we'll get to? Another question. Depends on you and your level of participation you sit back and listen, or do you pick up the phones, your phone, and get interactive? It's your choice. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, let's uh, get right into your phone calls here, but also, still to come, we've been teasing this soda story all night. We actually started it. I hope we, yeah, that's true. We did just barely touch on it, uh, about a man who was arrested for felony charges on stealing a dollar soda from, was it Taco Bell or something like that? No, it was uh, McDonald's. Some fast food joint. Uh, McDonald's. So let's go first, though, to Dave, listening in Whitefish, Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thank you. Hey, uh, what moved me to call was William's call about the drug war ending, man. It's the greatest scourge to humanity, I think. No the doubt. The first great thing that would happen if he ended the drug war would be that cannabis would be legal, so that means hemp would be able to be grown by the American farmers. Millions of jobs would be uh, happening because there's 25,000 uses. If each one of them use gives 1,000 jobs, there's 25 million jobs right there. You wouldn't have people wanting to be a prostitute because they'd have a good job in the hemp industry. What sort of uh, uses, 25,000 uses, you say, for, for hemp? Yeah, it, it, whatever oil could do, hemp could do. Whatever soy could do, hemp could do. Whatever cotton could do, hemp could do. All better. Huge. That's huge. I mean, the, the industries. Is. Right there is huge. And then there's, there's tens of thousands of more other uses of it. Then the drug war, if you stop it, half of the political corruption would stop. Half of the law enforcement corruption would stop. 
half of weapons corruption would stop. Half of war would stop because drug money buys weapons that supports wars, underground wars. Well, plus the, the banking corruption would stop. Half of the banks are laundry mats for drug money. Hemp Our oil. Secretary of State said it. Said, she said that if the drug war ended, half of the banks would co- collapse because they're all corrupt. It's like a trillion and a half dollars. Did you, did you mention that the prisons would be emptying out as well? Because well, uh, that's my next thing. I got cor- I got prison corruption would end. Well, half of it would end because you still got the prisons, but all these private, there would be no uh, need for private prisons. And and that's the top of the line corruption right there, private prisons and judicial corruption. Look, look, the corruption that they got with them two judges down there in uh, Pennsylvania or something. They were throwing little kids in jail for stupid stuff and buying yachts in Miami. Yeah. And that's that's just the the, the surface of it. no and doubt, and know, and then who knows what other, what other wonderful going. things would come down the line? Like we've talked we talked about on on Monday night, uh, some of the amazing scientific studies that have been done on things like uh, marijuana or LSD or uh, magic mushrooms that we've and seen done. THC is cancer now. A Harvard study. Who's going to argue against Harvard? A Harvard study says that. It uh, reduces cancerous tumors in the brain. You have a father that says he saved his two-year-old son from from cancer tumor. So I have a question for you. You you seem to be rather knowledgeable about hemp. Can you, a person can grow hemp without growing marijuana? Is that correct? You cannot grow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you can't legally grow hemp, but in theory, you can well, just cultivate hemp. Fifty-two different varieties. So and hold on. You just... have uh, cannabis uh, relatorius. And that's that's what hemp is. It doesn't have nothing, uh, no THC, hardly any. I'm it, thinking from a, varieties from a civil disobedience standpoint. High. It's it's as it's as illegal to grow hemp as it is to grow uh, can you know marijuana, the smokable. Well, they, plant. That's why they 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 demonized the marijuana, the the medicinal plant that's been used for five thousand years in every every culture that has it was using it as a uh, herbal remedy for 5,000 years that never killed nobody. Dave, so thanks for the call. This, you'll get closer to God, Appreciate baby. it, man. Thanks for the call. Just- 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, JJ, were you suggesting to grow it now as civil disobedience? Yeah, I was thinking that because hemp can be used to make clothes, can be used to do a lot of things, as he had said, and, and I'm aware of some of hemp's uh, qualities and characteristics, but... Just uh, from a, just, I'm thinking from a civdis standpoint. If a person was to grow hemp and say, you know, obviously I can't get high off of this because it's right. it's there's not enough THC, blah blah blah. I'm just growing this because I plan on making something from it, manufacturing something from it, uh, some product that I then sell and and you know people benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that it would be easier to try to sway public opinion and try to win the uh, the whole idea of. You know, you, you win in public opinion rather than the the court of, you know, the law. Right. And so from that standpoint, if it's a viable civil disobedience uh, method. I You know, it's a good question. Has anyone ever done that? I would presume they have, but we probably, we probably just haven't heard about it. And and when they when it does happen, does the news actually get out that they were growing hemp or the, does the mainstream media <laughs> misreport it and call it a pot raid right. because they look like pot plants? Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I 
I just don't know enough about, I guess I don't know enough about hemp, and uh, but I do know that hemp and, and marijuana do grow like weeds so that it's not very easy, not very difficult to cultivate and grow it. Basically, anyone can just throw some seeds out there and, and make sure that they don't run over it with a lawnmower. And they'll probably grow something. Absolutely true. Yeah, well, you, you, you just don't mow enough and you'll have it. Yeah. All right. Toll-free number here is 855-453. is So let's continue this soda pop story. A guy who doesn't sound like the nicest guy uh, was at a McDonald's. He got a cup for water, proceeded to then go to the soda fountain where the water is located and proceeded to fill up his cup with not water. Yes. Uh, the manager, he goes outside, sits on the curb. The manager comes out, uh, demands that he compensate him $1 for the soda, which sounds like a small cup to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually water is typically vended in different cups. So yeah. like the, the fast food com- so companies are wise to this. Yeah. So they'll put in a clear cup in a lot of places so you can see if they're trying to fill it up with soda. And the... Uh, the guy cursed the manager, and uh, the manager went back inside, called the law, and uh, this fellow, a bear, was, uh, I guess, taken in custody, um, in, into custody. It says here, a bear who is unemployed has a history of minor petty theft convictions. That history led law enforcement officials to ratchet the case from a misdemeanor to a felony. Oh my in tough-on-crime Florida, this category of felonies carries a prison sentence of up to five years, along Insane. with a $5,000 fine. The suspect faces additional charges of trespassing and disorderly intoxication. And What perhaps is most interesting about the incident is the public reaction to the arrest. As we oh. mentioned, Florida is known for its no-nonsense attitude towards lawbreakers, yet many comments at the Naples News seemed none too happy about taxpayer money being used to keep this guy behind bars no kidding look this is a three strikes you're out thing is that what this is yes pretty much this has been a terrible terrible policy in california which is where i believe it originated i could be mistaken on that he could be a habitual not three strikes you're out so i mean could be well i know that in california they have a three strikes you're you're out so if you commit three three misdemeanors i believe it is Mm -hmm. Then you're just you're gone for a long time, right? And it's crazy because of situations like this, where the third strike can be something as as minor as you know a bowl pack, or in this case, taking a dollar's worth of soda, some sort of piddly nonsense that this person gets caught up in or accused of. Maybe they didn't even do it, and then they end up going to prison. In by the way, California prisons not a place you want to be. Uh, but uh, they go to prison in California over just the most nonsensical crap. It's one of the reasons well, why California if- has to release a bunch of people from their prisons because they've just been throwing people in there like crazy for a bunch of stuff that, in this case, the dude could very easily make restitution on this matter within a week. Yes. You know, <laughs> he he owes a dollar. Let's say he owes him ten dollars now because it's you know ten times the restitution or something like that. But keeping him on the outside would allow him to pay back that restitution as opposed to putting them. In incarceration. But instead, the taxpayers have to pay for his lawyer, his housing, his trial, and right. all that stuff, his room and board for the next five years, all for a dollar Just, soda right. that got stolen from McDonald's that cost them less than a dime. Just so some politicians can talk about how tough on crime they are come election time. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. 
Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here tonight for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com, and uh, you can enjoy the features that await you there. We've got a lot of them, including listening choices. Live streams are there, broadband, dial-up, and even mid-band, so different size uh, bit rates for different internet connection speeds over at listen.freetalklive.com, and those internet feeds are available 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is there at all times over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can get a list of our radio stations. We're on over 100 of them from uh, coast to coast on AM and FM. In addition, our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, uh, where we are on two XM Satellite Radio channels. We're also up on free-to-air, which is an unusual, not-so-typical delivery method, but it's it's there, and it covers all of North America, including Canada and and Mexico, as well as uh, whatever islands there are out there. But actually, I just got an email from our satellite provider. Uh, They are launching, I guess a new satellite has launched, and it is positioned over Africa. And they asked me if we wanted to get on this particular bird, as they are called, as the industry slang, uh, for two months for free. I guess on the idea that we'll keep buying more months uh, after that, which I'm not going to do because I can't afford it. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's worth the money. Oh, we'll find uh, out after two months, right? I doubt we're going to find out much of anything. But the, you know, this it's so new, there's probably no channels up there yet. And so, therefore, this puts something on the, the satellite for them to deliver to people on the hopes of them selling some space to some other channels. So we are now, we are now being heard in Africa, in theory at least. Uh, Free Talk Live and the Liberty Radio Network if are, they have the receiver. <laughs> that's right. Are available in most of Central and not quite down to South Africa, but uh, there's a huge, huge swath of Africa uh, that uh, our signal is now covering at least for the next two months, which, you know, that's pretty cool. So there's a bunch of different ways you can listen to Free Talk Live, and you can learn more at listen.freetalklive.com. Yeah, the Seasteading Institute, they want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know that they're having a conference? You can meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, ocean law experts, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals. You can discover where you fit in to the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector there's a did you ian did you know that there's a private island in san francisco bay did not know that indeed there is They're actually having a little event on that too um the event is from may 31st through june the 2nd at la meridian hotel in san francisco uh there are a couple of things like an excursion and uh, where they you know the, a little dinner cruise and this other thing where on the private island it's uh, there's discounted registration prior to May the first, so you really got to hurry. In the next four days, you need to register for this event. Special rates for students and the press, ten percent off with promotional code FTL. So get your discounted rate and your ten percent off with uh, before May the first with coupon code FTL. Get registered uh, at cstedding.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. We've uh, routed that to take you right to the page to uh, to get registered. You can find out more there, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, toll free number again is eight five five four fifty free to the phones and the fun. James, listening in Louisiana. James, where are you in Louisiana? 
All right, how you doing? Hey, James, where are you at in Louisiana? Right now, I'm on. Uh, right now, I'm on a uh, 49 traveling right now. I'm just wondering what, like, whereabouts are you? Because it says you're listening to the radio, and I did not know we were. Oh, uh, right now I'm in uh, coming through uh, Alexandria right now. Hello, what? Coming through Alexandria, Louisiana. Oh, Alexandria. Right now. Okay, very good, sir. So, what's yeah. on your mind tonight? Uh, I was calling. I wanted to call because I uh, heard your last call in, and uh, he was talking about how no matter what Obama do, it's like. Like Congress is against him. It's like it's like uh, if if uh, if someone is drowning and Obama walks on water and saves the person from drowning, the Republicans gonna say he can't swim. You know, it's like it's, it's real crazy. Well, I mean, what's what's it's new, crazy. really? I mean, I don't know if that was our show, by the way, that you're listening to, but uh, <laughs> but what's what's new? I mean, isn't it always that way? Whenever whenever somebody is the so-called president, there's always the other party, and they can do nothing right, right? Like but whether not, it's Bill Clinton or not, George Bush. But not like this. Not, you don't not, think? Not ever like this. Not ever like this. The the head of head of state been disrespectful, disrespected. The way the way Obama has been. I don't know if I agree. I mean, I remember you know, the I remember the uh, President Clinton days and uh, listening to the talk radio talking heads. Well, uh, all the conservative. He does clubs. have somewhat of a point because recently Ted Nugent said some things about Obama that got hit, that actually lost him a gig. It's pretty serious stuff. Pretty serious it's stuff. Crazy. But when you juxtapose that with what the Dixie Chicks said about President Bush, they suffered tremendous backlash, whereas Ted Nugent is not going to suffer anything close to that. And I think it all stems... I think it all stems from the fact that the conservative side of the party system, if you will, is very good at attacking. They're very good attack dogs. But do you feel like they're attacking Obama more than they attacked Clinton? No, no, I just think they're better at it than liberals are or the other side of the aisle, if you will. I, I think that yeah. may be true, but but my point was that like what's new? Okay, so they're attacking Obama. They attacked Clinton in the same way, didn't they? They did. They tried to get him impeached. Right. So I, all I'm saying is you shouldn't be surprised. This isn't anything new. This has been going on for my whole adult life. I think life. it's all distractions, too. This is all meant to distract yeah. you from the, the real and, uh, things going on. And help me understand this. They say if you raise the taxes, you raise it on a job freedom. So the tax for the, you know, for the billionaires has been like the best tax rate that they didn't have, you know, I don't think that it's realistic to believe that any Republican is going to cut anything. I think they always talk about that, but they don't actually end up doing it. Uh, But I would say that uh, taxes are bad across the board, whether we're talking about taxes on poor people or taxes on rich people. Either way, it's still stealing, right? Well, why not? I mean, why should why should we pay for the federal government? I mean, who, regardless of who's in charge, because to me, Barack Obama is no different than George Bush. They're all a bunch of killers. Uh, but uh, well, you know, why should I want to pay for killing? I don't want to. 
Well, no, I don't mind paying to help people who need... Hold on, let me make something clear. I don't mind to help people out. I don't mind to voluntarily contribute to local charities and other organizations that help people who need help. But I don't want to pay for killing people. And you can deny it, but the U.S. federal government are a bunch of killers. They are going around the world killing brown people in the Middle East, and that's not right. And I thank you, James, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves here and bring up whatever's on your mind. You didn't give him a chance to respond. 855-450-FREE. I'm sorry, we've got other people that want to talk. We've got to get them on the air here. More coming up. You can take control. You can always call any night you want. Uh, The only rule is one call per night. So more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Live, you may take control of the airwaves. Toll free number here is 855 453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. JJ is here courtesy of his YouTube channel, Starfall Media. He has put together his own uh, production company and is looking for, well, business that's right trying to make money um with video production advertisements message videos whatever it is or just uh, people you know I, I do videos for the the liberty idea as well and so uh if people you know want to contact me to uh, hire me to do something please search starfall media on youtube and there's some contact information there well you should also search starfall media even if you're just interested in doing some video work because then you can see your demo packages that's right See exactly what you're dealing with. Uh, So again, Starfall Media on YouTube to find JJ's work. That's how you can do that. Uh, So we're going to continue here. We'll take your calls about what you want. 855-450-FREE. And uh, also, apparently, some some news about college. If we get a chance, we'll touch on that tonight as well. But first, we go to Mike, listening in Tennessee to WHUB in Cookville. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, the, the whole thing with the disobedience, you know, the general public and disobedience, and, you know, a concern, it, and it's been a great concern of mine for a long time. Um, I'm prior military, a Gulf War vet, uh, but a great concern of mine after uh, my enlistment was up, I applied for a position with, with the uh, State Highway Patrol here in Tennessee, and... Um, the the test you have to take in this state, um, they give you four hours to take it, and there's no studying. I mean, it's just be here at this time and take this test and do the best job you can do. 
and I scored 92 out of 100. And about a month later, I got a letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you scored this. And But unfortunately, our, our hiring focus right now is on females and minorities. <laughs> and I can't tell you, this, was, this has been 20, literally 20 years ago. I can't tell you how many of the state highway patrol officers have been dismissed from their duties in the last 20 years for disobedience and just in probably half as many that should have been dismissed, you know, about half the time it just gets swept under the rug. It's just, you know, it's political influence and it's just a bunch of crap. Give me an example of what you mean by uh, disobedience on the part of a law enforcement officer that's getting them fired. Well, the same thing with the military, you know, this whole thing, just, it, you know, they're being above the law. You know, most, most of them feel like they're above the law and they can, they can do this and they can do that, but they're going to turn around the next day. It's, you know, it's basically hypocrisy. So hold on, I'm going to just make sure I'm clear on what you're saying. You're saying that you've seen officers being fired for acting above the law. I hardly ever see that happening. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm saying that, but I, but I'm saying I see it about half as much as it should happen. Gotcha. And is this in connected in any way to uh, uh, quotas that they? I guess they don't have the quota hiring doesn't exist anymore, as I understand it. But uh, does this in well, any way? I mean, it doesn't exist. Of course, it does. It's called affirmative action. I don't think that. Uh, no, I don't think that that exists anymore. <laughs> the only thing that they have are government contracts for minority businesses. Yeah. I- well, you know, the, 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 they can go out and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I, I know of a case recently that, well, as a matter of fact, the case is still in progress here in Tennessee of a district captain and, and two other officers in a certain district being... Um, reprimanded. The captain got demoted to lieutenant. Um, another officer got placed on administrative leave. And the third officer is, is on quote unquote approved medical leave. And as soon as he burns however many days he's got accumulated on his medical leave, mm-hmm. He'll be fired. So only one out of three, even though all three of them were involved in a specific incident. And it's just, a, you know, it's a joke, man. Well, normally it's very difficult to fire police officers. It's uh, incredibly difficult. And we hardly ever see, even in the cases where the police officers are getting a, are murdering people, they in many cases are completely exonerated and vindicated uh, for what they have done, even when the evidence is clearly against them with multiple uh, viewers and, uh, and witnesses and even video in some instances. These guys are completely immune. So maybe you're just tuned into uh, you know to a different, I guess, level of, uh, of activity than, than we are. But I'm surprised, Mark, that you're saying you're saying they got rid of affirmative action across this country. That's that's I've never heard of such. I did not know that. That's uh, news to me. I, I, JJ, have you heard of this? Are you being no. are you being facetious? No, no, I, I didn't know about this at all. 
That's interesting. Hey, t- thanks for the call tonight, Mike. I appreciate uh, hearing from you at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Was this like some federal thing or, or what? It's my understanding that these, uh, the, yeah, that none of that exists at all in any, at any level. Hmm. Yeah, I'd always heard that it's typical for government agencies to have hiring quotas. It's interesting. Let's continue here. Maybe you could find some details on that, because I'd always thought that that was true, uh, and I certainly hadn't heard it been re- reversed. Let's go to Lee listening in Atlanta. You're on Free Talk Live. Lee. Hey, how you guys doing? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, man, sports. Sports. We know that this is uh, draft time right now around the country for pro football teams getting their number one draft choices and things like that. However, here in Atlanta, where Atlanta Falcons, they are getting ready to spend about a billion dollars proposing to get a retractable roof stadium. A retractable roof stadium, so an indoor stadium where they can roll the roof back. Uh, and they're, they're talking about building a brand new stadium in Atlanta? Yeah. And my thing is, I'm thinking the economy is so bad with businesses and everybody's hurting. And they want to do this basically with taxpayer dollars. Of course sure. they do. Right. Of, of course they want to okay. do that because the stadium or the, uh, the the team owners would never want to put any of their own money on the line to invest uh, in their business. Right. And I'm saying that's why we have Occupy Atlanta and Occupy San Francisco. It's corporate America can't pay their own bills. They expect us to pay it. They could. You like know, these, these, team, these team owners are incredibly... Lee, these you know, team owners are incredibly wealthy. They could build their own stadium if they wanted to. It's just they've got the political yeah. connections necessary to make it so you and I have to pay for it. And then not only that, not only that, do we have to pay for the stadium, whether or not we actually go to the games, because I'm not going to go. Uh, but uh, you know, whether or not you go to the games, you go to the games, then you're still paying eight bucks for a hot dog. Exactly. We already have a dome stadium, and it's only been here twenty years. Jeez. Okay, we're still paying on that <laughs> for another ten years. That's you nuts. Once they get you they once, they'll keep coming back, though. Gotten, uh, I said once they get you once, they know they can keep coming back, and so that's how they're going to play yeah. it. Yep. But what, you know, everybody likes football, but I think right now it's getting kind of preposterous. I think it's uh, preposterous anytime, you know, whether it's a bad economy. Time, everybody's watching their dollars, including government should be watching their dollars, too. Lee, I'm with, with you, all man. These, uh, cutbacks all over the place. Lee, thanks think, for the call, man. All appreci- the ones making money is corporate America. They're doing pretty Robin well, and they've got the government to Robin back them the up. Poor, excuse me. Yep. It, and it, uh, uh, making money off the poor. And if it weren't for the government, they would they would have a much tougher time because they'd actually have to use their own money and actually go after investors and actually do the work that most small small mom and pop business owners have to do to expand their business. Thanks for the call, Lee. Appreciate hearing from you tonight on Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But whether the economy is good or bad... It's still not a good, it's not right to take money from other people to give to business owners. Free Talk Live. The Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? You could meet fellow forward thinkers and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Discounted registration prior to May the 1st. Special rates for students and the press. Get 10% off with promo code FTL. Get registered before May the 1st at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all the features that await you there are awaiting you for free. If you'd like, you can support the show. All you have to do is go and become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. You send in three bucks a month. We take that, invest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up there. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get perks, by the way. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. And you can use any major credit card through PayPal. Or you can sign up with Visa or MasterCard right through our website. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. And there's another way you can support the show, which doesn't have to do with AMP. It's just our Bitcoin tip jar. If you've got some Bitcoins, you can throw them in over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get details on how to do that. But first, you should probably know what a Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service you've got to abide by. Uh, You can download the free Bitcoin software and be using it in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world. No fees without needing permission from any bank or government. No chargebacks for businesses either, by the way. Uh, To learn more about it, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org, and I think you should go see the video even if you're not going to be not interested in bitcoins at all because, well, they're changing the world. They're certainly changing the Internet. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. So did you know Ron Paul actually apparently won the Minnesota and – was it Iowa or Iowa, Idaho? Yeah. Iowa, these uh, caucuses via the – not the caucus themselves as far as the percentages, but they won – or he won in the counts of the delegates. Delegates, delegates that were attained. And then uh, Minnesota, I believe it was 20 of the 24. I'm sorry. Did I say – did I not say no, Minnesota? No, 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 you said Iowa. And then there was and another Minnesota. And then Minnesota okay. is a separate story altogether, yes. Right. But he won in both of them. Yes. And also, as far as popular vote is concerned, did you know that he beat Newt Gingrich in four out of five states on Tuesday? Also, Ron Paul, the campaign has won the majority of Washington's delegates to the Republican National Convention. Excellent. So this is before Gingrich had pulled out of the race. This was on the this week's Tuesday elections. There were five states, Connecticut, Delaware, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. And Ron Paul came in ahead of Gingrich in every single one of those elections except one, which was Delaware. Delaware. Uh, so four out of five, and that's where Newt Gingrich campaigned heavily, apparently. He did, and still wasn't able to pull it off, and pretty much his campaign's over at this point. But in many of those states, people were still voting for Perry and uh, Santorum. In and, Pennsylvania, Santorum actually beat Ron, Ron Paul, but uh, and, my and point Santorum's was— not even running. Right. And I think it's—you know, it's it just goes to show— how difficult Ron Paul is going to have it even after uh, all the rest of these guys are out of it. I don't know how many protest votes he's going to get from people. It seems like Republicans that are dissatisfied with Romney are were dissatisfied with Ron Paul to the point that they're willing to vote for people that aren't even in the race. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all I, all I know is that it's still good news that Ron Paul's in the race. He's the only other candidate now besides Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're going to have another debate. But boy, sure, wouldn't it be nice if they did? Yeah, I can't imagine. At this point, uh, the media is basically on Romney's side in in that they're claiming that the the race is over. Right, right. He's the media darling. They keep saying it like they want it to happen, and you hear 
uh, like John Stewart, I, I listen to him occasionally, and and he's like, oh, and then the nomination to be or the the lock for nomination, yep. and they all these other news media people they keep saying it because they want this to be over. They want the primary to be over. They want people to just accept that Romney is the nominee. They but want to focus fact, on Romney versus Obama, right? But the the process isn't over yet, and and, and it won't be for months. It won't be until August. Now, I wonder, what happens if uh, Romney meets this delegate count number that is ostensibly needed for him to actually lock the nomination? Because I know that uh, that what has been said was that these delegates are not necessarily in his pocket. That's a lot of these ones that the media is reporting as Romney's may not actually right. point of fact A lot of these uh, delegates that uh, Ron Paul is sweeping up here in some of these states that he's getting them in are Romney's delegates. And... It's interesting. It, it should be interesting to find out what happened. First off, they're counting up uh, the news media is counting up Romney's delegates in the manner that, um, you know, he has won as far as percentages and things like that, um, you know, along the way. Some of those delegates are bound to them and some of them aren't. And you need to consider those delegates are you know, appointed in whatever manner they're appointed, and many of them are Ron Paul folks, even if they're bound to Romney or whomever. So, what's going to happen if a Ron, if a dedicated Ron Paul person, is a bound delegate for Romney? Does that person have to go to the bathroom during the first vote? <laughs> I mean, That's seriously, a good question. What I mean, if if it's a dedicated Ron Paul person, if I'm a delegate for Mitt. Uh, for Mitt Romney, I'm bound to vote for Mitt Romney in the first round, but I'm a Ron Paul person. You know what? I'm going to try to find some way in order to get around that. Why not? I mean, they've been pulling all the uh, strings they can to keep these Ron Paul supporters out of their conventions and stop them from speaking. So what's wrong with uh, waking up late? Yeah. And, you know, that that could happen. Um, I could, uh, you know, I could be struck with uh, laryngitis. I, I could have to use the bathroom in a, as an emergency situation. You never know. So, right. but another thing that needs to be considered is there's about 500 delegates or these sort of super delegates that uh, the Republican Party has. If you take that number and the number that uh, that Romney has currently and you add them together, he's got the delegates that he needs. So I think that a lot of people are saying, well, the race is only half over. Well, I don't know that it entirely is. It, you know, if you look at this situation, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Now, I think that the Rom- it should be very interesting whatever goes on um, at the convention in August. I'm very interested in what, what happens there. But I'm not at the same time, I'm not going to just uh, I'm not holding my breath for ron paul to take it away i hope he does it would be neat i know they are talking about was it the grover cleveland effect or something like that uh, the harding harding, harding warren harding it, warren Hardin, less than a year less than a century ago uh, managed to pull it off he was the the fourth candidate or something going in but remember they didn't have primaries at that point there were no primary elections but the point was he was not the likely winner and he came from behind and actually ended sure. up winning but do you understand why it's not precedent why it would be unprecedented in the primary situation I mean, Romney has won a lot of popular votes in a lot of states, and you can see why a lot of people would feel very scalded if he won, if if he were not to win the nomination. Well, good for especially to a, especially bad. to a person who has not won, as far as I can tell, any. I heard that it was the Virgin Islands, but then I went and let, looked back at that, and maybe I don't know, I, 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 not there. Well, I appreciate the Ron Paul supporters' optimism. I think that uh, I hope it doesn't lead them to be too hardcore burnt out after all is said and done. If Ron Paul doesn't win, 
uh, and there's a contingency plan involved in that. We can talk more about it on another episode. But there's also some news about Romney and Obama, like the media is already reporting on, look how different they are. Uh, you had something about colleges, Mark. That's right. Um, you know, recently Obama's been talking. You know, Obama was quoted uh, this this week or today or something like that, saying, you know, that his wife and he had just paid off their college debt eight years ago. He's been president for three, so I mean, it's relatively recent. Um, mm-hmm. in the paying off the debt just before he managed to get into uh, the Senate, and. Of course, Romney is uh, kissing the college students' butt and saying that, uh, of course, he's going to – he thinks that low-interest sh- loans should be available to college students, too. From the government. From the government. Um, you know, the basically taxpayer-funded um, low-interest loans, um, guaranteed, taxpayer-guaranteed. But he has said things, um, something recently, which says that uh, 50 percent of – in Obama's economy – 50% of the college students that graduate with degrees are either unemployed or underemployed. What was the number that you had? 50, uh, 53% from yeah. the Atlantic. 53%. Which is always such a dishonest statement to say that it's this current president's economy. No, no. You know, the economy is not within a vacuum for the last three years. The economy is what it is because of the, all of the uh, government activity that came prior to this. So it's Obama, it's Bush, it's Clinton, it's everybody that has done all the Certainly. spending and the stealing and you know all of that yeah. stuff that has led to this point and all the congress critters and yeah. uh, the federal reserve bernacki and greenspan but it's 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 typical political tactics just lay it on uh, the current president it's all his fault yep yeah. as though he's the uh, you know the, he's the pilot of an airplane he's more like a bull right. rider uh, and and, and uh, the economy is the bull so tell me who's been driving that bull so right. this is the media trying to make it look like these guys disagree on something when in point of fact, they both agree that the U.S. government should be involved in giving students loans. Yeah, right? but I thought that the best, um, most important part of this is uh, people, you know, that have student student loans out there telling other people, hey, look, not only that is, you know, unemployed and and unemployed, under underemployed and unemployed, but think about the people that have degrees that aren't in their field of study. Too. So many of them. So you're talking about how many people actually got degrees and are using them is what the question is. In you need their to ask. field, in this in the field of the degree, very few, I would imagine. Yep. I mean, lawyers, doctors, engineers. Take a real close look at whether or not you need to go to college. I would bet you don't. Some government workers need to have some degree in any old thing just to get in there. All right. We're done for tonight. Back tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Find JJ on YouTube under Starfall Media. And we'll see you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. Available now. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am the Take away everything I call it democracy. Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rich. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.